Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Glad to have you with us. I'm Cassidy, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host Dibs. Hey guys. This week we are doing something different because we are actually, in a way, kind of covering something that hasn't even released yet, and um, <laughs> unfortunately, something that probably won't release. Um, so. As I'm sure many people are aware, recently Warner Brothers, Discovery, whatever they're called now, announced the cancellation of the Batgirl film. Mm. And um, yeah, we have some opinions. <laughs> we do. Um, but this um, stems right back from Man of Steel to what they've done so far in their quote unquote extended universe. Um <laughs> So, yeah, Cass, because we have very strong opinions about this, and uh, this recording may never see the light of day because we're scared of the reactions that um, we might get for this. Uh, but I feel like this is an opinion that kind of needs to be shared, considering everything that Warner Brothers has been doing to <laughs> property, DC's intellectual property. So let's get going. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many things, like, obviously the big one most recently being the cancellation of the Batgirl film. Oh, yeah. Um, I just, I, I know, I guess from, like, a financial point of view, it they had deemed it potentially a failure or something to that extent, and I just couldn't understand the logic behind it because... Mm-hmm. Same. Um, it's a it's a big budget movie. I mean, it's several million dollars to make. That's mm. not cheap. Um, it's not pocket change and even for a company as big as Warner Brothers it's not just something that they can brush over and then like ignore exactly but for some reason they've decided that this film is not worth releasing and is not worth I wonder why sorry (laughs) yeah it's it's a little bit frustrating when it's like the the movie that has like a like a you know poc lead it's done it's like directed by um poc directors and and things like that it's like that's the movie that gets shelved but then there's unfortunately some more problematic movies in my opinion anyway no in our opinion (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, in our mm -hmm. opinion i didn't want to speak for you but i i guess that's safe to say but um yeah there's like other movies which we'll get to in a bit that are still being released yeah. and not only that it seems like I they're mean, promoting I, them actively from what i've seen yeah, so I'm like, yeah why? That's, that's the weird part that i never quite understood like mm-hmm. i i understand having sunk quite a lot of money into any movie because movies unfortunately are not cheap they're but at not. the same time it's like you have in that case um you know some big issues to kind of work through before that movie is even feasible to release and um yeah for some reason they they just didn't seem like they they like warner brothers didn't seem like it bothered them or affected them so um yeah it's a little strange and puzzling and um, oh god yes frustrating <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of adjectives that i think we could use to describe it yeah that's absolutely right because and let's talk about that a little bit because i think again um the elephant in a room is the flash here okay <laughs> the movie that warner brothers is a- absolutely choosing to promote after especially even after canceling Batgirl. 
Mm-hmm. As even more so considering the fact that the lead character in this movie is basically on the run from the law. So, <laughs> like, where, yeah. where does this compute? I need to understand. Yeah, from what I understand, it seems like Warner Brothers has, like, done test screenings already, and The Flash has tested very positively, um, like, in those screening in sessions. But my thing is, like... <laughs> Test screenings aside, unfortunately, Ezra Miller is going through some things at the moment. Yeah. And, you know, I hope they're able to, you know, get through them. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, seek whatever help they need, all of that. But, Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. in light of everything they've done, I don't think, like, it's still a weird move to me to release that just because fans in, like, the test screening have responded positively to it. I don't know. It just, I think it sounds like a weird message. Like, no line is um like there's nothing that they can do that warner brothers is not willing to like fault them for or yeah exactly yeah exactly so it's just like in light of you know like every day there's new you know headlines and and new stories and it's just like at what point does warner brothers say all right this is it like no more we're gonna shelve this thing for the foreseeable future yeah and or until they the, get the their act together is like, or, yeah. or at least something yeah. is agreed upon or resolved or something like that you know mm-hmm. yeah and i've seen like headlines too that warner brothers is like considering different options or it's like they might do like a limited press tour mm. but only if ezra miller like issues a public apology or something or some mm. sort of explanation um or they might just not promote it all together um isn't but, it a like, little too late for that though <laughs> That's kind of what I feel, but to me, it's just like, I I don't know, again, it just sounds like a very weird message that, like, Mm. they can do all these things, and Warner Brothers is still willing to release their movie, and, and, like, work around them, but, you know, something like Batgirl, which, again, you know... Uh, Leslie Grace, you know, was the lead in that, and mm-hmm. it's just like it's a a woman is the lead, you know. They've got POC cast and crew, exactly. and it's just like that's the movie that gets shelved when it had like the only real like fault that I think that movie had was that the new CEO, I think, of Warner Brothers Discovery, did, like saw it, I guess, and decided that it just wasn't Worth in line it. with their new vision, and I'm just like you already sunk or you know i mean maybe not him specifically and maybe not this particular iteration of like warner brothers discovery but like Mm. the studio has put a lot of money into that movie anyway so if you didn't want to go through the whole hassle of like marketing if you didn't want to release it in theaters hbo max is still a thing i don't see why it couldn't have just gone straight to hbo max and any sort of money they could have squeezed out of it you know it would have gone to them um i i just i don't understand why they scrapped it because i, I, don't I think for that either. kind of money like i don't know and i also feel like no offense i know this is probably gonna be really mean i was not a fan of batman v superman neither um, was I. I didn't like it and to be honest no, you and i are on the same is... page with the dc extended universe and i again i'm using air quotes here because <laughs> what the hell um but yeah that's for another time or maybe we can discuss that too here because uh clearly there's a lot of problems that they're facing but yeah go ahead Cass you were you were you and I are in agreement about this (laughs) yeah no I was just saying I I wasn't a fan of that and I feel like I probably would have enjoyed Batgirl more than that Mm -hmm. um and like that 
was greenlit and it saw, you know, like a theatrical release and all of that. So I just don't really understand why Warner Brothers is taking this weird approach with Batgirl where it's like, we're going to cancel this movie, but we're going to keep the Flash because we need the Flash because profits. And it's just like, again, to me, just sends a very weird message. Like, we don't really care or like, we're just going to turn a blind eye to anything Ezra Miller does. And then we're just going to keep yeah. this film on that's the docket and it's still getting like. released. That's what this yeah. feels like, actually. And I think... I don't know how true this is, but there have been some like recent headlines and, you know, with the news, you kind of have to, or with online news anyway, Mm -hmm. you kind of have to take everything with a grain of salt. So this could be totally not true and, or maybe it is true. I don't know. But I did see headlines saying that like they were doing reshoots for the Flash movie, I believe this summer or sometime recently. And it's like, that's after a whole bunch of allegations had come out about Ezra Miller. And it's just like at what point do you guys say enough is enough or like we're not going to do something until you clean up your act or or something like that like i mean to me it just feels like they're prioritizing profits over all else and it's like for you know a huge mm, corporation like that's kind of the norm like it's not anything unusual but i feel like most corporations have you know if there's been problematic actors it kind of you know turned them away or like yeah exactly but in this case it's just like they seem to be doing whatever to make the flash movie happen like to make it you know have its theatrical release and it's just like i don't know because i feel like i don't understand it yeah yeah for me personally it's kind of ruined like i just i don't want to see the movie now and i i'm not really looking forward to it just because this whole thing has kind of been a mess and warner brothers not really doing anything but canceling batgirl just it it just gives me weird vibes so um it does i definitely agree with you there but let's also talk about how dc has been handling their movies so far because i was not a fan of that either um yeah because you and I, okay, we've watched Man of Steel, we've watched Batman v Superman, and again, it's like the again the Snyderverse is a total can of worms. We do not want. I I don't know if we should touch on that because again, that might be a whole different podcast altogether in and of itself, you know, <laughs> but. Um, the the way these movies are framed, they seem so disjointed, right? Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, it, because in the first movie, you introduce us to Clark Kent, which is fine. I mean, it's not the best introduction to Superman's story, but it's still an introduction, which is okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could still say like, yeah, they're taking their time to build this character up. Maybe this guy's just starting out, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, trying to understand what it what being Superman is all about. I I get that. That's that's something we can understand. But then they kill him off in the second movie, and then they expect us to sympathize with this character. And especially uh, in the third movie, in the second movie itself, especially after the way they handled Superman's character in Batman v Superman, I'm like, do you do you really expect us to sympathize with? with his death especially after how you handled his character throughout this movie I mean I don't I don't understand Snyder's logic through this I mean it was yeah it was a little bit strange some of the choices I mean I'm not sure specifically why certain things happened the way they did Mm -hmm. but um 
Yeah, I mean, I think for me, one of the things that I just, I, I just wasn't a fan of, like, I guess the presentation of some of, like, the, the movies, like, visually to me, not all of them were appealing, but that's, I think, a subjective Yeah. Mm. You're being thing. I think very they're... good. You're being very kind <laughs> to them, Cass. well, <laughs> it, I mean, I know yeah, what you maybe, mean, though. like, I feel like we've obviously had harsher opinions that we've expressed off Yes. recording. Yes. which I don't want to like offend anybody No, no, so no, I'm not no. going to Let's repeat not. all of them here Let's not. Let's not. but um I like for me the majority of the DC movies have not been my cup of tea um and I haven't seen all of them so you know it, I think the of the ones I've seen the only ones that I've genuinely actually enjoyed Wonder um Woman. yeah Wonder Woman I loved that movie I still love it it's Yes. to me Jeff's it's like kiss. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's one of the best superhero movies. But again, It like that's is. just my opinion. Um, not it's not you know, not to say like everybody should agree with it. But at least like with regard to Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, Man of Steel I found more interesting and more entertaining. Um, that being said, if I was given a lineup of DC movies, that would not be my first pick of movies to watch. Batman v Superman, I only watched for Wonder Woman, and I had to, like, force myself to get through it. Yeah, And because one of she the things that, like, doesn't come up until <laughs> <laughs> like, the very I, end, essentially. yeah. And then, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on before she comes up, Yeah. and so you have to, like, sit through that, and, you know... It, I think it could have been interesting. I just, Mm -hmm. to me, the thing that I found kind of strange was that it felt kind of like, and, and I know this is like probably going to annoy a lot of people, and I know I probably shouldn't be making this comparison, but I'm kind of going to do it anyway. To me, Batman v Superman felt like the DCEU Civil War movie, where they had like different, you know, iconic superheroes fighting Mm hmm each other. But I don't know, it didn't quite have like the weight that I expected it to have. Yeah. And then Yeah, agreed. the the way that like Batman and Superman ended up coming together, it just felt very weird to me because like they're fighting, fighting, fighting for so long. And then all of a sudden, like they randomly find out that both their moms had the same name. And then it's just like that somehow contributes. Like that's one of, I think, a couple of things that contributes to them, like putting aside their differences and then working together. But it's like, that's the weirdest. <laughs> That's I mean, the in weirdest my opinion, way anyway, to but bring that's like, them together. I know what yeah, you're saying. I agree. yeah. Um, So like, mm Yeah, there, like, there's that aspect of it. And then I, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't want to turn this into like a Marvel versus DC thing. But I think we've talked about this a lot. That -hmm. going Off recording, from, we have. yeah, <laughs> going from something like Batman v Superman straight into like Justice League is just a very weird move because by the time Justice League had come out. half the Justice League didn't have their like solo movies and it was the introduction for like some of them Yeah. so um, it was just a very weird decision and it really felt like DC wanted to do like their own Avengers style movie which would have been great and I actually wanted them to like do it but it's Mm. just you know I think by the time Justice League had come out we only had Man of Steel, Batman v Superman and Wonder Woman I think Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Aquaman release after Justice It League did. released? You are correct about that. Yes. Yeah, so like, you know, like Justice League was introducing Aquaman, it was introducing Cyborg, and like it was introducing the Flash, and it was just, you know, and, and like Batman was there, yeah, but technically, I don't know, I feel like Batman v Superman isn't his own solo film. So it's like Ben Affleck's Batman didn't even have his own 
solo solo film. adventure, It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. so it's like 2.5 out of six characters had their solo films um, before the Justice League movie came out. And then, you know, they went straight from that to Justice League and it wasn't even like all that well received. So, um, Yeah, let, I want yeah. to talk <laughs> about that because you are absolutely right. I want to talk about that because, again, my main problem with the story arc, and I think we've talked about this a lot off recording as well, it's just that, see, again, they spent three-fourths of, of, of Batman v Superman uh, having this uh, argument about Superman being a god or whatever. Again, I do not understand Snyder's obsession with that metaphor. I I will never understand it. Um, I mean, I think as a metaphor by itself, as like a thing to do, it's okay. It's just to me, sometimes it felt a little bit like forced or like in your mm -hmm. face, like mm -hmm. everything is like, like, like it kind of felt like that one point there's like neon signs pointing like he's a god, he's a god. And it's like, okay, we get it. I feel like at points... Or maybe this is just, I've only seen Man of Steel mm -hmm. once, so maybe my memory of it is just really, really bad. But at points it felt like it was a little bit over the top with like the symbolism mm -hmm. and like the metaphors and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you kill off Superman, who is, okay, the importance of Superman for DC is huge, right? He's this huge, he's a stalwart of the DC uh, superhero roster, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, like if you can't because you have Batman, you have Superman, you have Flash, you have Wonder Woman, all these people, but Superman is like that's Superman. Everyone knows about <laughs> Superman, and you would expect that in a movie where he dies, you would expect that death to have a huge impact, and it didn't. Right. It didn't. Yeah, I it it felt really weird that yeah that he died so quickly. Um, given like the DCEU technically was only two movies in by the time mm -hmm. he died. Yeah. But again, I, I don't know whether it was like a conscious decision from the beginning, like from the DCEU's inception to have him mm. die that quickly, or if it was just something that like, it was like a plot point that happened that I think for at least you and me, we were just kind of watching it like, okay, well now he's dead, now what? Like it didn't, exactly. it didn't have that emotional weight to it. And I think... Um, Again, not to keep making this comparison, but like that's the only thing I can think of when I like watch the DC movies or yeah. some of them anyway. Yeah. It's like Marvel has killed off characters too, but they've had the benefit of having like a bunch of movies with the characters. So like for example, oh spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen Endgame, but Tony! when Tony Stark dies, it's or like Natasha. he's been and even yeah, even not too, it's like they've been in so many movies. And granted, Nat didn't have her own movie until very late, which is another can of worms that we yeah. kind of, I think we addressed when we did the Black Widow podcast. We did, we did. It's been a while. <laughs> I don't even remember, which is really sad. But, yeah. Um, no, we did the Black way, like, Widow They've podcast. had enough screen time, I think, that like by the time they die, at least I think I can speak for the both of us. Oh, God. I say that like we were pretty emotional about it because you know yes. it's, it's a big moment for both of them whereas in the dceu it's like they have a great roster of superheroes they've got like fantastic ip it's just for some reason they've gone they've with some weirder choices use it yeah um yeah like killing superman in the second movie that was a weird choice and and maybe it's because i'm not like ultra familiar with the comics like the dc comics I don't know if like it ever happened that quickly in the comics either. Not but, quickly, but the death um, of Superman is a thing. It is a yeah, thing. Yeah, I know it is a thing, but like I just don't know 
timeline wise no, how no, quickly no, no. took a while um, took a while <laughs> but do you just have it like happen so quickly within yeah. like the cinematic universe which is a yeah. very weird choice and something i never understood <laughs> um and yeah i i just i i couldn't understand like the logistics behind mm -hmm killing him in the second movie but then bringing him back for justice league but then having him just like randomly at least to me it was like seemingly random that he just like popped up back into existence or he was like resurrected and he was like evil or something for um, like two minutes and, then, and after that he's okay yeah. like whatever man okay <laughs> like i get he's he's like a big iconic figure and like you know all of that but yeah he it, is. Just, it felt That's very weird why and again, no offense to Henry Cavill. He's done a fantastic job of what oh, he Oh, no, he did given. a great job. So, I'm, no offense to Henry Cavill or any of the actors except Ezra Miller. Full offense to Ezra Miller because they are turd. Okay, that's all I'll say on this subject at this point. But, um, again, the choices that Warner Brothers has made in their partnership with DC has been really weird. Um, in, <laughs> especially in their choice of director for the first few films that they came out with. DC fans are going to fucking kill me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think... I don't know, for some reason, I, I, I understand, I think, what people are saying about Snyder's films, and maybe mm -hmm. I just, I don't see his vision the same way, because no. to me, I just kind of found them a little bit boring. Yeah. Um, I was not a fan of the Snyder cut of Justice League, I'm really oh, sorry God, to anybody no. who was. No, but, no, no, no. Um, Four hours is like too was... long. Four hours is too long. It was too very long. long and drawn out, and like, Some bits were know. unnecessary. I, I and that I feel like yeah, yeah. Like, but not that fair, the original like, cut of Justice League yeah, was any better. But... Yeah, Whedon's cut was not any better, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I don't know something about it. I just was not a fan, and also no. I think like again, <laughs> I apologize if I'm offending anybody, but I just I'm not a fan of like visually bleak looking movies, Dude, and I feel like don't apologize. Sometimes... You and I have we we've, we've talked about this at length of recording. Cause... Yeah, to me the movies just like they seem like devoid of any color, which is not a hundred percent true. They do have color. I just it I don't really like, like that it's filter, so bleak and like... it seems like it. Yeah, and I just I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, I agree with you there. Yeah, I just uh, not my cup of tea. But I mean, mm -hmm. props to anybody who does like it. Like to each their own. I just personally not really my cup of really tea. Not some really people my thing. do, unfortunately. But um, whatever, guys, you do you. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know if it's unfortunate, but yeah, I mean, I just wasn't a fan of of the way, like visually, that like the movie was if that makes any sense it's yeah, just not very no, bleak and my thing it. is always like if i want to see something you know super bleak or if i want to you know be in the real world i'll just like look out my window and i'm just, you know like the like movies realism are supposed to be like escapes to be. And, yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah yeah and i just thought I these it. were not really escapes because they were too much of a mirror to like real world problems or something i don't know um and and maybe this is being like very combative and kind of taking sides but i feel like unfortunately uh i personally just have not liked the vast majority of like dce films but i was when they announced batgirl i was actually looking forward to it and then you know yeah. of course when it made headlines recently for being canceled i was just mm -hmm. like 
what the disappointed because it's Basically, like yeah, yeah i mean yeah. what like what else like what what is what is warner brothers exactly doing beyond Nothing. just like the flash and like um but yeah i mean you and i have also talked about this quite a lot that like you know for all of marvel's faults at least they have a game plan and i mean you can criticize yeah. any number of things there like are the a MCU. lot of things okay um, marvel has its faults no doubt about it guys i'm not saying that marvel is without fault or anything like that but like you said they've had a game plan They've literally had a proper game plan, and that's been like 14 years in the making. And mm-hmm. like, dude, for you to have that kind of foresight and for you to then put out something like Infinity War and Endgame for it to and for it to be a culmination of 10 years of movies, that's that's an achievement, right? Right. I mean, I think the only reason that, like, those types of movies worked as well as they did is because Marvel waited until, you know, several years, like, literally a decade yeah. into the MCU's, you know, tenure, whatever you want to call it, whatever to, like, call it, make yeah. these movies, whereas mm-hmm. I understand why DC and or Warner Brothers was so keen to make the Justice League, and I think it's, like, I mean, again, like, Again, concept great is great. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, it's just I think like that movie in particular just came too soon. Too soon, and, is correct. Um, when like it's because like the MCU has done that too, like where they've had you know characters in you know the like cast the Hulk or whatever. The Hulk has been only in the crossover movies at this point, right? Right. But like the Hulk never okay. had their own solo movie, except um, for the Incredible to... Hulk, which is yeah, which is like that again. It's like the weird like Universal type Marvel movie where it's yeah. like kind of split between both and like. Yeah. When Infinity War and Endgame came out, Wanda didn't have her own solo outing. And I mean, to be fair, she still hasn't had like her real like origin story explored in the MCU. Yeah, but, but, but again, like, she did have her Wanda, own dedicated show. Yeah, um, but Wanda has been in other movies ever since. Yeah, she has um, been in ever since Age of Ultron. We've seen right. her, so that right. makes sense. Yeah, right. so I think that like you can criticize stuff like that with the MCU, but I think at the end of the day, when they did Infinity War and Endgame, most if not all of the heroes had at least had some screen time prior oh God, to yes. every you know, single this one huge, of them. It was so like, cool event. Yeah, but like with yeah. Justice League again, like that would have been great had yeah. they put out more solo characters films yeah. Yeah. prior to that. Like even if it wasn't yeah. their origin story, I think it would have been maybe cool just to like, see, like TV shows or some sort of content for them. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Yeah, but it just felt very weird that they went like Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and then immediately went to Justice League. Exactly. Uh, and I guess Wonder Woman released around the same time. Or no, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman was before. Just before. Just before. Yeah. Um, so it was just a very weird, like and and having like things like like Wonder Woman cameoing in Batman v Superman was great. Like that was a you know That's, cool thing, that I'm makes sure. Sense. When, See that makes sense yeah. because we've seen we've seen okay not to keep comparing this to Marvel and I don't want to turn this into a Marvel fangirling contest because uh, podcast because uh, uh, clearly considering all the podcast episodes that we put out we clearly love Marvel content okay <laughs> it's uh, f- full disclosure here but um, there have like if you look at uh-huh. Natasha's character she was a cameo in Iron Man two. 
in the beginning. She came as mm -hmm. a cameo in Iron Man too, and then we've seen her in bits and pieces in all the other movies, like like in the in 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 Captain America movies, in the Avengers movies, and then she finally had mm -hmm. her own movie. So we've seen her in a lot of stuff. So. It makes sense for Diana to have a cameo in this movie and then for us to be like, yes, we love this character. And then for them, for DC to say, hey, we know you love this character. Here, take this movie. We, we, like, take this movie for this character. I, that That's cool. That makes sense to do that. Right. But like... Yeah, no, it definitely does. But I, I don't know, for, for DC to, you know, suddenly do like to do one movie featuring superman then have yeah. batman v superman which to me always felt like a little bit weird because mm. they never i guess there was no need to like the mcu didn't like they when they rebooted spider-man mm -hmm. they didn't do like an origin story for the mcu no, version didn't. of peter parker they just yeah. it was like spider-man as a character was iconic enough that like they just stuck him in yeah. the mcu and yeah. it worked it but worked. With so the Batman so or well. with Batman v Superman, I just mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It felt somehow weird just to have like yeah. Batman and Superman just like exist in the same universe and just I like mean... suddenly start. I mean, not exist in the same universe, but like just in in that movie. No, anyway, I know like what the you mean. way they came together. The context, then, bad context. Yeah, it just yeah. it just felt very odd. Because um, in the comics, they're an iconic duo, right? They're iconic, mm -hmm. like in the comics, because I clearly, vividly remember. There's a comic. There's a stri comic strip that I read, uh, for the Justice League, where there is this weird timeline where. Superman and uh, Clark and Diana are like dating or something. There, there's been a, they they've been together in the comics basically. Okay, so, and then when Batman when Bruce finds out about this, he takes Clark aside and he's like, um, I. I want to know, I want to make sure that you know what you're doing dating Diana. And then, like, and then, uh, and then Clark is just like, why, why, what do you, and then he takes him and he, and, uh, I don't know what they call it. Do they call it the Tower of Justice or something? They have a name for their, um, for the place where they're all set up together. It's a satellite in outer space or something. It, mm -hmm. It's a thing. Um, so, Basically, he takes them there, and he take uh, he, he takes Clark there, and he shows Clark a full drawer, uh, with um, a box of with a label of every single superhero in the Justice League on it, and then he's like, in each of these boxes is each of these superheroes' weaknesses. Open Diana's box, and it's empty, and he's like. And he and Clark just says that he's like, but it's empty. Yeah, she doesn't have a kryptonite like you. I hope you know what you're doing. So, like, <laughs> and me, see, I that's the kind of content I want. It is so funny. I want that kind of content for DC. That would have been so cool. Yeah, I mean, right? I would have loved like a movie where they were not fighting with each other because. <laughs> As I think iconic as Civil War was for a lot of reasons, I just mm -hmm. it's not one of my favorite MCU movies no. because, because I it don't hurts. really yeah it I'm hurts. not a huge fan of like Tony and Steve duking it out and I mean I get why like from a plot point of view it does yes. make some degree yes. of sense but yes. just personally in terms of preferences no, but that's the I don't thing. like because the they because they've been established as teammates that's why that movie hurts so much right yeah it, that's what 
it had the impact that it needed to because at the end <laughs> of that movie you're like holy shit the avengers are broken up what are they going to do next if there's a if there's an avengers level threat right that's the <laughs> thing you're you're left with that question at, at the end of that movie but right but, but unfortunately with the justice league it failed to establish that connection between them it didn't mm-hmm. have that that's uh that's where we met, went missing and that sort of camaraderie because again Bruce and Clark don't start out as friends they're like uh, who is this goody two shoes who keeps flying around in the sky and then Clark is like this idiot detective guy who flies around in a bat suit what the fuck <laughs> so, I mean it starts out like that but in the end they end up respecting each other and they end up being teammates and then they team up with Diana and Green Lantern, the Flash, and everybody. So, and that's normal. That happens, right? Mm-hmm. But again, I did not see that kind of camaraderie uh, happen. Yeah, I think that's the problem. What do you? Think? Yeah, I think that's also what makes um, Justice League a tad less believable because I feel like for Batman v Superman. Bruce and Clark kind of at odds with each other for the majority of the film. And they then, were. you know, with the final fight, they come kind of come together and put aside the, their differences and agree to, like, you know, work together as a team or, like, yeah, Whatever. to be on the same team, that sort of thing. But then by Justice League, when the idea of, like, resurrecting Clark comes up, it just felt like Bruce was so gung ho about it when he barely really knew Clark. Yeah. And, like, majority of their interactions in Batman v Superman had been them kind of, like, headbutting or going against each other. Yeah. And, like, it just it just felt really odd and and so you didn't have like any sort of like again I'll take making no the positive MCU comparison there was no yeah. positive yeah yeah like you had tony and steve working together for a couple films and you know they they had like their moments where they were you know disagreeing and all of that but it never yeah. properly escalated until into a fight until yeah. civil, civil war. war yeah and so i think like you said that's what makes that movie a little bit harder to watch because you've mm-hmm. seen them be on the same side and you've seen them like despite work their together. differences like yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, work together and like yeah be on the same team and then by the time civil war happens and they actually kind of are at odds and you know it escalates into this big like kind of fight at the end yeah yeah it's it's difficult because like you know what they're capable of whereas for bruce and clark it's like ideally like they would be friends and they would be on the same team but they spent so much of batman v superman against each other mm-hmm. and then you know at the end after clark dies for bruce to be like oh so... my god we have to bring him back it's like weird yeah it just yeah. yeah it felt odd it was like i think from a from a plot point of view it was odd but like when you consider i guess what the character or like who the character is and, and you know the comics and all of that it would make sense that like that version of Bruce would do it. It's just the movie version of Bruce to me anyway, just felt, it just felt odd that he was so like, Oh my God. Yeah. We need to like bring Clark back because Clark can help us. And it's like, okay, but you just spent like three hours fighting him in the previous movie, but okay. Yeah, exactly. That's what doesn't make any sense to me in this whole thing, to be honest. And it's like, and again, um, while this is probably while all this is in the past and it is problematic, I want to touch on a very sensitive subject here: Black Adam. 
because that's another can of worms. And don't get me wrong, I love Dwayne Johnson. He is amazing. <laughs> He's a literal ray of sunshine, and I do not wish anything horrible. That, uh, this is nothing against him. He's amazing. He's an amazing dude. He practices what he preaches, and I just cannot fault the guy for being hyped about this movie but i do want to uh, i do want to point out that he's the only one hyped for this movie and warner brothers is not doing anything about it what do you think of that it definitely feels that way i don't know if like warner brothers is just waiting to like release more stuff but i mean and also maybe i just haven't seen it but i feel like there's only been like the one trailer for it and i feel like he's the one posting the most about it and like kind of doing his own promo and his own marketing just to get this movie off the ground and i think if i remember correctly i believe his he produced the movie as well or like his 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 own studio um produced the movie so it just yeah i don't know to me i i kind of get the impression and this may not be true and this you know this might be the absolute opposite of what happened but to me it kind of felt like he was so interested in this character and so passionate about it warner brothers was like well he's a big celebrity and he can sell anything on his name alone let's just have him do a movie with this character that like not too many people may be familiar with and then we'll see how it does and and go from there and so it's like that's a disservice to him as an actor because he's amazing Um, but also i think to the character because i mean again like dc there, there's really no reason DC couldn't have been as, you know, big as like the DCEU couldn't have been as big as the MCU. I think it's just with all these different like change ups at Warner Brothers and like different people with different visions. It just, I think Warner Brothers just meddled with the DC too much, and it was less a problem of like the directors and the yeah, movies, yeah, although yeah. that there were some issues with those and more just like Warner Brothers just perpetually meddling and like interfering and um kind of trying to stick their fingers into things that probably should have been left alone. But exactly. again, like that's just the impression I get. I don't know whether or not that's what actually happened because I wasn't part of the, any of those movies. Or part <laughs> but, of those meetings um, or the pitch meetings or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But at least as far as Black Adam goes, um, I mean, we've talked about this a lot, that it just seems yeah. like Warner Brothers, I don't know what they're doing in terms of like promo. I feel like the only promo that I personally have seen has come from The Rock. And exactly. I know it's like recently there has been like some sort of controversy because he's been, you know, hyping up like this Black Adam universe and all of that. And I know a lot of people were not happy with with the way he was talking about you know the dceu but to me it just feels like he's more interested in like having this happen yeah yeah like like having the cinematic universe and 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 all of that and warner brothers just is like yeah yeah we've got a 10-year plan but like they don't have any like they haven't shared anything about it they haven't really i think proved that they've even really thought about it so um yeah, just weird vibes. <laughs> Very much so. You are correct. Exactly. And that's where the problem is at this point. Because, like, I mean, again, I love Dwayne Johnson. He's amazing. He's done such good work. He's, again, I I feel bad for the guy for getting involved with DC. <laughs> I mean, I do understand why he's passionate about this project because I think he loves the character he identifies with the character all those things I I get that that's great Mm -hmm. but he 
he's a big star. He the Warner Brothers it should be thrilled that someone as big as him is willing to produce something from their a superhero roster with DC and be like, yeah, this is gonna be great kind of thing. Especially considering the fact that their IPs are not hot property movie wise right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like it. Again, I know we keep comparing this to Marvel, but Marvel again uh, uh, to make to make a comparison, an app comparison. Marvel did not have its own studio for the first few movies. They were di- mm-hmm. their movies, especially Iron Man one and two. I remember very distinctly. They were distributed by Paramount, right? And they built up this cinematic universe so much that now that they're so that now they're they're their own studio within Disney, right? That's that's big now. If you look at Marvel Studios, that's huge now, right? Right. DC Comics, unfortunately, while the comics are still great, they're selling like hotcakes and everything. Great, good for them. However, their movies have not been doing very well. They have not. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, maybe as solo projects, they're okay. But in in terms of overarching uh, narrative, they have done absolutely nothing. That's yeah. where the problem is. So yeah, I think Marvel too, because they've been doing this for so long and they've had so many movies. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I think we can argue about like you know ratings and all of that, but like that's subjective. But I think when you look at unfortunately which is not something i like looking at because it's not really an indication of much but when you look at profit most of their movies if not all tend to be profitable ventures even you know some of like the lower scoring movies like thor dark world and um Mm -hmm. stuff like that that wasn't generally super well received um they've still generally been pretty profitable and and i think i think in terms of profits maybe dc movies have been like that Mm -hmm. um but not always like i think batman v superman was not super profitable and um the initial theatrical release of justice league which you know we didn't kind of took over and redid that wasn't super it wasn't profitable if i remember correctly it wasn't Um, great yeah but it wasn't great yeah but i think kind of like what you were saying and as we had mentioned, I think before and probably in other episodes too, um, or I think at the very least we've hinted at this. Yeah. I think Marvel has built enough of a universe that like when these characters emerge in other movies, it's like a big thing. And, it's you know, an people... exciting thing. Exactly. Yeah. People are looking forward to it. Whereas I think DC could have very easily done the same thing. They just, Chose I think they just wanted to. like, yeah, yeah. They, it, to me, it kind of felt like they wanted an Avengers-style movie, and they just kind of greenlit it as quickly as they could without necessarily putting in all the work that goes into it, because prior yeah. to Avengers, there was a whole host of movies that happened, and um, even characters who didn't have their solo movies were introduced, or at the very least had some sort of screen time yes. in other movies. So like when we got to Avengers, it wasn't like, who's the guy with the bow and arrow? It's like, we knew that that's Hawkeye. We knew, because, because Hawkeye was in Thor. Thor. Yes. Exactly. So... <laughs> Um, and it wasn't like who's this random redhead lady just like, you know, taking down people right and left. It's like, oh well, we know who That's that Natasha. is because we've She's seen been in Iron Man too. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, 
we had at the very least we had stuff like that and i think dc could have done the same thing but they yes. for some reason only like did that with wonder woman and yeah. like they had wonder woman appear at the end of batman v superman but then you know the cyborg and flash and um aquaman like those were all i think they like there were movies that dc had planned but they hadn't mm -hmm. started so it's like when we see yeah. these characters it's like well the casting is great like everybody seems to fit their role really well yeah with maybe now the exception of ezra miller but um it, it, like they're the you know, exception it, like you said i absolutely agree. yeah but like the casting was great but beyond that it's like i don't know anything about these characters in this you know cinematic universe like yeah. you don't know if they've made any changes you don't know if they've you, like you know done anything different and if there's anything exactly. we should be aware of exactly. and all of that and so um it was just very weird and again like i think these characters are iconic enough that it is possible to introduce them without maybe doing like a origin story or something because like again the mcu did that with peter parker and like there's no real origin story to his character well, see, although i guess you could argue thing. um okay uh this is going to be a controversial point uh but you and i have not read the comics right <laughs> marvel comics we haven't read them dc comics i haven't read them either i've read some of them i've seen some panels and stuff like that but <laughs> So that's the thing. If but if someone comes to me and tells me I, I've heard of these superheroes and I but I don't know exactly what their story has been so far because the comics were like 1940s era starting then and then coming mm -hmm. all the way to now, which is great. They they have a long standing history, but the to the point that you made, like where, did they make any changes and all those things? But but again, I keep comparing this to Marvel because. I shouldn't be doing it. I shouldn't. It's not fair. But Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, regardless of whether you've read the comics or not, if you watch the movies, you understand where these guys have been and what <laughs> these guys have been through, at least, right? You get it. Yeah. You you get you and you still feel connected to these characters enough for you to you know be like yeah I, I that's pretty cool kind of thing even if you've never read the comics, which mm -hmm. uh, I think comic book fans will roast me for. Sorry, don't come at me, guys. Um, <laughs> but in any case, that's but that's that's what I mean. But DC does not give us the luxury. And yes, while Superman, Batman, and uh, Wonder Woman are iconic characters. It would be nice for us to have their solo ventures come up in um in the movie universe so that we know what's going on with them pretty much. What do you think? Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, I think again, like we don't need every character to have like an origin story. Yeah, um, but at least cameos are showing up uh in other stories to show how they're connected to the universe that would be cool i feel like right yeah i mean again like we've been doing this a lot this episode but um i i, Marvel, I don't want this to seem Marvel like comparison i know what you <laughs> yeah mean yeah i mean it's i think the only reason we keep doing it is one we are big marvel fans but two it's also like marvel is currently like the 800 pound gorilla so to speak yeah. <laughs> um like they they're just churning no out shame in the and... 800 pound gorilla they're cute <laughs> <laughs> they're very cute um but i mean i know like they're churning out content and i know not everybody is you know into the mcu mm -hmm. and um 
there kind of is a sense sometimes that like you need to have seen all three million previous movies to understand yeah. the latest, yeah. which sometimes is kind of uh, true, tire, sometimes it's is taxing. not true. It's um, taxing as well. Yeah, it can be, and it's it's very difficult to catch up if you want to. Um, yeah. But it's it's I think. It's not the, undoable, me, though. Yeah, yeah, and I think for me personally, I like having that kind of connection, like the continuing yeah, like story, that, that volume of content too. Like, there's oh, yeah. so many different genres and like different types of things that they're exploring now, and especially now that Marvel is branching um, properly into TV, and we're getting like yeah. a whole host of we're like getting One Division, Moon Knight, um, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier, Miss Marvel. Right. Yeah, and I think also like they're they've kind of expanded enough where like yeah. they're doing instead of maybe giving every single character their own movie, they're giving some characters TV shows, which I think have the yeah. benefit of running longer, so that they can you know explore more things. Um, that's I think really cool, and I think it is. personally while I would not have minded seeing the origin stories of some of these DC characters, I think if they had at least done like cameos or like, I don't know, like limited TV series or like if they had done some stuff prior to making the Justice League, mm -hmm. I think it would have turned out beautiful better or maybe been yeah. received better because no, you would have feel, felt or felt a connection to these characters. Whereas like in the version we got, it's like, all right, well, I get that like Cyborg was in an accident and then you know that's how he becomes the character mm. that he is but it's mm -hmm. like how connected to to him are you as the viewer and how how much you know sympathy does his story um get him from the audience and like for me personally it's like that's sad yeah but like i've also just met the character so i'm not super attached um i agree with you and and no that's very uh, true yeah, yeah, it's just—it's it's unfortunate. Um, that's all I can say about that. But that's true. Yeah, yeah. Again, like I think Justice League is a great idea, and like the, it's something that like DC in the comics and whatnot has worked up to. And like the Justice League is a huge thing. It's like as iconic as the Avengers, but having the movie come out so early, I think, did not work in their favor. <laughs> um, it definitely was not my favorite movie. No. I it wasn't it could have see that's the thing as an idea the Justice League is it, it's freaking iconic okay because like and especially after if if any of you guys have watched the animated series the Justice League that was so cool it was like one of my favorite things um, <laughs> to watch uh, when I was a kid because it had such cool characters Superman Batman Green Lantern Hawk Girl Flash, <laughs> Martian Manhunter, so cool! It was really, really cool. I I loved that show. It was awesome. Uh, but the, again, the movie failed to capture that. And to top it all off, Warren, again, going back to the whole Ezra Miller, the Flash, uh, uh. Uh, controversy and then canceling Batgirl. Amidst all of these issues that they're having, they still decided to cancel a pro a possibly viable project that could steer them in the right direction of you know starting a continuing or overarching universe 
in their movies <laughs> and then still going ahead with a movie that has a problematic lead. That's, I think, what we're leading up to with this podcast. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, to me, again, I've, we, I think we said this earlier. It's just, yeah. I've, I find it very bizarre and honestly kind of frustrating that they're yes. still in some way, shape or form, still promoting or hanging on to the Flash when it's mm -hmm. like, I don't know how many people like maybe there there are people who can separate the actor from the character but when you hear about you know all these headlines and when you read these you know news stories and stuff it's just for i think me personally it's just like i don't no, have any interest in it now. now it's like it's yeah and now. like i don't yeah. really want to see it um and you know I, I would much rather have Batgirl. Like, yeah. that was the movie I was looking forward to um, for a number of reasons. But now that it's canceled, it's just like, why did that have to be axed? But, like, The Flash, with all its problems, is still somehow a viable Getting released. Movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So... Um, I don't get it either. I agree Yeah, it's just very, very strange for me. And, again, because I... Obviously, I'm not... <laughs> you know, an executive at Warner Brothers, or mm -hmm. I have no affiliation with them whatsoever. But I can't understand the logic behind spending all that money that they spent on any movie and then being like, oh, we're just gonna, we're gonna shelve it. Because like, I think they, they canceled the animated Scooby-Doo movie as well. And it's oh, like, they, mm -hmm. animation isn't cheap either. Like they've sunk millions of dollars into this. And yeah. for them to cancel all these movies, it's like, that's just money down the drain because now that's never seeing the light of day. And any, exactly. like, you may not have made a profit, but like, at least you would have earned something, right? Like, I feel like if they didn't want to put it in theaters and if they didn't want to promote it they could have just put it on hbo max and like some that you know streaming. streaming yeah exactly yeah but for some reason they just felt no we'll just we'll just cancel it outright and to me that's mind-boggling because it is it um, is i would have thought the first thing to go or at least like be paused would have been the flash but oh, apparently the, sure, the new dude. ceo has said like the flash tested really well so like they see a future with like that mood like as a, i guess a franchise um or like the character or whatever and um so yeah i don't i don't really get it and also i feel like dc is trying now to like do what marvel has been doing which is like make the shared universe and have these characters interact with each other in like you know really interesting ways and there's no like you know like that's admirable that a lot of people but... would yeah a lot of people would look forward to that but i feel like dc also kind of now needs to take some risks yeah. and even if they think you know stuff like batgirl is not going to test well um i think they should still and attempt to when release you, it because here's the thing when you say they should take some risks not the risk of releasing a movie with a problematic lead but take the risk yeah. of releasing a movie that you think might not test well but could actually steer your movie universe into something a, a better direction i agree yeah, i don't know i don't know enough about testing but if it's like if every single movie that sees a light of day has been tested and like assuming that you know it requires mm -hmm. like a really high score mm -hmm. to to be released theatrically mm -hmm. i still think that like i mean you like that would like you still see movies that like have these big theatrical releases and then they yeah, flop yeah. so it's like yes. assuming that those tested well the testing is not an indication of anything really because there's movies that 
presumably would have tested well, but then flop when it's, you know, available to the wider public. I, and oh my god, I could not agree with you more on that. Yes. I feel like that could have been Batgirl. Like, you know, that could have been a movie that maybe in the test screenings, those particular audiences didn't respond to that movie very well. But maybe when it's released to like the wider public, maybe everybody would have enjoyed that movie. But, you know, unfortunately, we'll never know because mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that movie will ever see the light of day. And I'm I don't think it will, kind unfortunately. of sad about it. Yeah. And I'm Yeah. no, I'm more than sad. I'm actually salty about the fact that these that these people are willing to release the Flash, considering everything their the the star of that movie has done uh, and is being accused of. Because that's no, that's not a light. That's nothing to take lightly. Let's not. Mm -hmm. Quite honestly, that's nothing to take lightly. And it seems like they are. And like you said earlier in this podcast, I think they're, it's really sad to see that they're okay with um, whatever the heck Ezra Miller is doing. And as long as they think they can make a profit out of them, which is really
I mean, I think at least at present, I feel like if you're not going to cancel the Flash movie, like replace the actor. Like, I mean, I know it's a lot of money, but I mean, clearly if recent stuff is anything to go by, Warner Brothers is just willing to toss out millions. So if you have to reshoot the whole movie, you reshoot the whole movie. Like, I, I don't really understand why, like, you're already wasting money by canceling all these projects that I think Batgirl and I think the Scooby-Doo movie were almost complete if not they were complete no, they and, like, were. They were just doing like most production um, stuff dude they they yeah. were complete yeah yeah so it's like i mean at that point like this money if you're not going to release these movies you're never getting this money back so like what else have you got to lose right and so like i think when i also like when i say taking risks that's kind of what i meant like if you need to reshoot the flash movie reshoot it what have you got to lose other than money which apparently they're already okay with losing millions on so yeah that's um, a good point just, you make a good point there yeah yeah i just I, I just don't think again personally for the two of us the flash movie is kind of ruined and it is you I are absolutely right that movie for it for us now yeah but I mean, you know, you know, should anything change? Should Ezra Miller, you know, do a complete one eighty and and you know become I don't know, like like I don't even know how to describe it. But like, if they just do a one eighty, then maybe at that point Warner Brothers can kind of revisit having them be the Flash or you know whatever they want to do. But I think at yeah. present, like at the bare minimum, if they attempt to release this movie, like maybe work some digital magic and like redo the movie with somebody else i, I don't know and oh, even redo if it's, like, the one movie of those with things... somebody else is good i think that's their only option at this point i'm sorry yeah. to say, but right now the way things are you cannot promote a movie with this person in it you just can't <laughs> it yeah. is impossible to do so without tarnishing your own image and what kind of message are you putting out when you say hey this actor they've done horrifying stuff but we're still looking for profit so that's why we're releasing this what kind of message are you <laughs> sending out as a studio if you do it like you got to think of that too guys you can't just i mean yeah, they're making like, again, questionable just... <laughs> choices at this point i honestly have to say because yeah, other than it, it just feels very weird to have yeah. them do that to be like yeah we understand that that like this particular actor has done some weird things and we don't necessarily condone the things that they've done but we're also not gonna you know cancel the movie and i feel like i i don't even know if it's so much like canceling as more like or more that like there's no consequences like i, I mean if it like like you said earlier if any of these allegations are true that's not something to be taken lightly and it just seems no. like they're getting off kind of scot-free from warner brothers and it's like maybe warner brothers isn't the right entity to you know dude i really that's another can of or worms, consequences right? or whatever no 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 but it's but like that's another can stand of silent worms. Or still supporting the project yeah. is just, again, just weird vibes, which is something I think I've just been parroting this whole episode or this whole podcast. But no, no, no. Um, you, it you just, are not it just wrong. feels very strange. And, You're not um, wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll ever understand the logic behind keeping this movie, even though it may have tested well. And no, I think, like I... you said, too, people have been, like... Mm -hmm punished quote-unquote for a, a lot worse yeah um and and they face consequences or sorry for a lot less um for a lot less and, is correct yeah yeah mm -hmm. but 
I don't know. I mean, I, I guess we'll see what they do with the flash. I mean, there's still time between now and when it releases. Um, I think I've lost, I we'll see. but I think you and I have lost interest in this movie. Oh this yeah. Point, I think personally, honest. like the, the two of us are not super into it, but okay. um, I guess you know just in general like just to see where the dceu goes because again dc has amazing property like they have yeah. so much that they could do there's so much potential but i feel like they i don't know like i know recently there's you know this talk of like a 10-year plan they have but until we start seeing some action i'm gonna be kind of skeptical because oh dude um, same it's same. like it's not it's a lot of work and it's not going to be an overnight process and i know that you know it's going to take time but like they keep touting this 10-year plan and it's like okay well what is it and I mean, I think they're in the process of still figuring it out, mm -hmm. but it's like, are we going to hear about it? Or like, you know, um, there's like all these different rumors and I think it's going to take time for things to come to light, but I'm waiting for <laughs> when it does, because it will be interesting to see where the DCEU goes. And I really hope that they're able to like, kind of capture um, the magic of their IPs, yeah. basically. That's yeah. what I want to like, see. They, again, like they have amazing IPs and it would be so cool to see like a DC. EU the way the Marvel universe is like grown and expanded and you know it's not like they're hurting for you know content like they've got a wealth of content like exactly you know specific to DC and it would be so cool to see them kind of flourish the way Marvel has you know grown and flourished and um it would just be really nice to get like you know a variety of superheroes and, and mm -hmm. into heroes and supervillains and all of that but i mean again you know... suicide squad has done really well mm -hmm. uh the peacemaker show has also done really well mm -hmm. so again their individual properties have done kind of well but where is the connection where are you bringing all of these together to say we're building a cinematic universe you haven't done that yet that's uh, yeah, it seems where... like they're trying to like lay the groundwork, but then things like Justice League happening all of a sudden just is like, like that was too soon mm -hmm. in my opinion to like make like you need to establish some characters before you can have this sort of event mm -hmm. happen. And you know, having Superman have his own movie and Wonder Woman have her own movie and Batman kind of sort of have its own movie is unfortunately not enough. And I think. I would have said the same thing if Marvel had done that. Like if they had just done I agree. like Hulk, Iron Man, and Captain America, or even like Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man, and then they were like Avengers, and it's like okay, but like there's all these other heroes who are part of the Avengers that we haven't seen, yep, and like yep, yep. for them to just like pop up, that would be weird. It would be weird. And let's also talk about Warner Brothers for a second because I don't think. DC partnering with Warner Brothers has done them any favors. What do you think of that? Because I think that's a lot. I really think that they, that Warner Brothers, uh, especially at the executive level, with DC has not done a good job. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think they definitely wanted to emulate what Disney had been able to do with Marvel. And I think that they're fully capable of doing it and i think you know there's no need to have only marvel be like the big kind of powerhouse or whatever when it comes to superhero movies it's i think dc just like dc by itself was kind of maybe struggling a bit and then warner brothers intervened and just i think it to me the impression that i always got was that like it was a bunch of executives kind of just sitting kind of removed from you know the 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 ips and removed from the content who are just like looking solely at like numbers and profits and like prioritizing projects that 
um, promised a profit and then kind of, you know, ignoring ones that maybe were a little bit riskier and probably couldn't provide a bunch of income. I don't know. Um, but also I think like, <laughs> I know we've been saying not to keep comparing to the MCU and we do it anyway, but like the MCU has somebody at the helm who's like overseeing all this content and like kind of planning and deciding what happens when and like what content, you know, sees the light of day when and all of that. And I think DC kind of needs that and it needs to be yes. somebody who's not like, you know, Just super, crunching super the high numbers. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, DC has, you know, like, again, amazing IP. There's no reason they can't have the shared universe that Marvel has. And, like, exactly. you know, they already kind of are on their way to having it. But I think what they need is kind of somebody like Kevin Feige, who's, like, at the helm overseeing all this stuff. And not just, like, the Warner Brothers CEO who's just like, oh, well, you know, we saw this movie and it seems profitable, so we're going to greenlight it. And, like, we shelve these movies because they didn't like we don't think they're profitable and like it's totally fine for them to have those executives review the content mm -hmm. and like make these predictions or whatever yeah, exactly but exactly. i think the thing is like with with dc at least like right now the content is kind of sparse like yes they have a bunch of movies but i think like you said they're all just kind of like solo outings or like like one-offs and um the, like that shared universe is is like it's slowly coming together but it's not quite there yet so exactly. i think it, like that sort of thing won't happen if executives just keep looking at profit like i think they need to take risks and like to be fair marvel kind of does too but marvel did take risks like iron man was a huge risk because it was um they didn't even they didn't know RGJ it would pay off yeah exactly yeah and, and now come it on it's like, hard to imagine anyone else playing iron right? man like, it's just, like, like he's like rej just did such a great job as that character that it's like you can't picture anybody else as iron man um and you same can. thing with you know all the other mcu because characters. he is tony stark i think i keep going yeah. back to this um interview that he was doing at a con someone just called him tony and then they were like i'm sorry robert and then robert's <laughs> just like it's fine i get that a lot <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but like to be fair, DC has great casting too. Yes, like, I think that's again, excluding whatever's going on with Ezra Miller at present, yeah, because they've done an amazing job Henry with like the Cavill, casting and Ben Affleck, <laughs> Jason Momoa as Aquaman, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Dude, how much cooler can you get? Also, Zachary know, like, Levy as Billy Batson. Perfect casting. Mm -hmm. That hilarious yeah. casting. Awesome. Again, Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam. <laughs> perfect he's amazing they have great casting they have all the ingredients to make this an amazing cinematic venture but they're not tapping into it and i don't <laughs> think it's dc's fault i think it's warner brothers that's holding dc back what do you think of that i think yeah i think to me that's the impression that i get too that um they're just kind of meddling a little bit too much and it's mm -hmm. like I mean, maybe Disney does the same with Marvel. I, I honestly don't know. But the impression that I always got was that, like, Kevin Feige was, like, the head honcho of Marvel. So they kind of just let him, like, they gave him, like, you know, a blank slate. And they're like, just do whatever Make with it. Make it like, yes, Disney, yeah. I think, has to, like, green light certain things. And, you know, they have to be in the know about, you know, everything What's going happening on. With, when? Exactly. Right, yeah. yeah but, yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. didn't, I didn't get the impression too, too much that, like, the Disney CEO was, like, consciously 
like checking every single project and like going, all right, well, this one sounds good. We're going to go with this one. Okay. This one sounds horrible. Or like this one's never going to see the light of day. Um, maybe that does happen. I don't know. Maybe they've just kept it under wraps or like they've done a better job of hiding it. But to me, based True. on like recent information coming to light, especially in light of like this whole Batgirl controversy, um, it just seems like Warner Brothers is just like looking at every single thing and deciding like, all right, this is profitable. We keep it. This is not profitable. We're just going to ax it. And again, it's like you've spent millions on these movies. Like I don't understand the logic behind completely shelving them, but that's just me. No, it's not just the it's not just what's happening with Bad Girl, but I still remember that again, I don't know how much Snyder is to blame for this. I don't want to blame a director uh for a studio's interference. But do you remember the whole thing about Batman v Superman uh and being longer and him having to uh, you know release a theatrical uh, like an ultimate edition cut for this they've been doing this since then too what do you think of that whole thing yeah it's definitely um i guess i don't want to say problematic because i feel like that's just a movie thing where you know they they film a bunch and then a lot gets cut oh that's and, true um, i'm not yeah because Again, I keep going back to Marvel, and I shouldn't. But look at Mar Marvel's most recent uh, cinematic uh, effort, Thor Love and Thunder, right? Two hours. It's less than two hours. Still able to tell an effective story without having to cut <laughs> corners. Whereas if you look at Batman v Superman, you can tell that Zack Snyder cut corners to put it together within a certain time frame and the story kind of suffered for it Let, let's talk about that too a little bit yeah i mean i i don't know i feel like that might also be like a subjective thing but i think like for mm -hmm. the two of us yeah it did feel like you know the the story was rushed and i think for us the thing has always been having extended cuts director's cuts whatever that's fine but if those versions leave you with more questions in the theatrical is yeah, it worth it like what's the point and and like it's one thing it's if it's like well they were you know expecting to do a sequel so that's why there's like unanswered plot threads it's like mm -hmm. okay that's one thing that but makes then in, sense in, in like in the case of like the justice league cut there was just so much like the, not the cut like the, the yeah alternate the whole version. The whole um, Snyder cut for Justice League. I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, I just didn't understand why it... Like, I can understand why people wanted to see it. Because, you know, it mm -hmm. was something different. And, again, the theatrical version was not the greatest. But I don't really know that the other version, the extended version, added anything either. It was just like... To me, it was just like a four-hour movie that was like, all right, I watched it, now what? Like, no, uh, I... And it, like, there was, just, again, like, really weird choices. Like, wasn't there... And I could be wrong, and I'm sorry if I'm completely misremembering or just not um, remembering this correctly. Wasn't there something about like Bruce and Lois getting together in oh, the version, and like that's after yes. she has like yes. a baby that she wants to name Clark in honor of Clark, and it's like based off. I mean, I don't, I'm not super familiar with the comics. Maybe that's something that happened. I don't know, but based off of the characters it's in weird, right? the movies. Yeah, like, did Bruce and Lois even really interact much? Like, no, I don't, they don't think they had any screen time together. I mean, together, maybe they did knowledge. in the comics. I'm not sure, but...
Yeah, it just in the movies though, it just felt really weird that like he would start a relationship with her after she was dating Clark, and like I I don't know again, just really really weird in my opinion. Anyway, I just I I couldn't understand certain things, and so yeah, I was not a fan Neither. of that. No, I But agree with you. I I mean, it's one thing if like the movies, like I feel like I watched the. the theatrical edition of Justice League wasn't Mm really a fan of it um -hmm. same and I walked out of the theater with like a bunch of questions going okay now what and then I watched the extended cut and it was like the same experience I watched it it's yeah like all right now what <laughs> like, oh I don't not really think only anything that changed they even released a black and white black and white version of the same four-hour cut and I'm like why <laughs> Yeah, that just seemed like too much of like it, like because I think it was like subtitled like Justice is Gray, and like I get that, but to make a whole movie in black and white just to kind of support the title felt kind of extreme, and maybe I just didn't understand the vision behind it, which I'm okay with admitting. I unfortunately don't really understand Snyder's vision, Neither do um, I. You're you're but not alone. yeah, again, that's just. me personally and I mean I don't fault him for stepping away from the movie the first time I mean obviously you know he Dude, went through like personal a huge tragedy. I'm yeah not like gonna that blame him for you that. yeah you well you can't blame him and also I think if you do that's not fair because you It's know not. nobody can kind of control that and he Yeah. absolutely deserved to do whatever he needed to do and not work on this movie during such a I'm assuming traumatic time for It him must have been. but He lost um his kid, if I remember correctly. That's not easy Yeah, for anybody. like, that's not, I know, and, like, you know, that's, that's, I'm not a parent, I don't have any kids, but, like, that's the type of thing I would imagine that is probably a parent's first nightmare to outlive It is, your own yeah. child, and Yeah, God. um, God, no. it, it must Yeah. have been so hard Wouldn't for wish him, it so on anybody, I'm, guys. yeah, Don't do yeah, it. and, like, I, I know we've been kind of mean about his movies, but it's not, you know, anything about him specifically, or, um, you know, what he was going through. Well, him as Not a person, what he was going I mean, through. Yeah, exactly, yeah uh exactly. but yeah i i just you know even though the theatrical version was bad i in in some ways i almost kind of preferred that <laughs> to his cut for just like only because it was shorter i don't think that there's nothing in the whedon version that's really good or better than the snyder version um I agree. the only thing is if you're comparing the black and white version, like the Justice is Grey version to the theatrical edition, I will say the theatrical edition had a little bit more color. <laughs> and I don't I don't need like, you know, a rainbow plastered on my screen every time I see it. But like, I don't really, So I if would they had be released nice, the black but and okay, white movie, I get it, I get it, um, I get it. yeah, it's just, I don't like the grayscale effect and I don't like, you know, kind of the, you know, bleached out colors and all of that. So, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes, you are absolutely right about that, because... Again, no offense. I mean, I, I definitely understand why Snyder had to step away at that point in time. Uh, because again, personal tragedy, nothing he could do about it and stuff. But again, like you said, his his cut did not add much to the story for us to enjoy it better. Because Whedon's cut was bad in the first place. The theatrical cut wasn't that great. But then it, it, he expected Snyder's cut to be better. Unfortunately, that did not happen. Um, but the other thing I do want to touch on is how many iterations of Batman DC has had. 
so because like we've had nolan's uh batman trilogy mm-hmm. we've had uh, all the iterations of batman that, that have come before nolan's trilogy and then mm-hmm. we have snyder's version of batman played by ben affleck and then now we have the batman uh directed by bat by matt reeves not bat reeves matt reeves <laughs> <laughs> and played by robert pattinson it's I don't know. Let's talk about it because again, the the how many times are we going to see Batman, and how many iterations of Batman are we going to yeah. see? I don't yeah, yeah. I kind of feel the same way, but then I also feel like I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because mm-hmm. it's also like, how many times have we seen Spider Man? Like, there's so many iterations of Spider Man. True, um, true. But I, I feel like there's probably slightly more iterations of the Batman, and yes, again. I don't want to be mean about the it, most but recent I know what you mean. Batman. Yeah. Um, I could not. I don't remember anything about that movie. Like, I remember the bare minimum. And I, I usually, when I watch a movie, don't, even if it's like boring or not my cup of tea, I'll try and finish it. And I did finish the Batman, but it took me a lot. And half the time I was distracted, just like zoning out, doing something else. And I just wasn't compelled to go back and watch it properly, which I, uh, it's not let's, great. I want I have words for. I think you and I have words for this movie, but at most I can say that it's very badly paced. <laughs> That's the kindest way I can put it. To be honest, what do you think? Honestly, I don't even know what to think because, like, I watched it, but I don't remember anything from it. Like, if you ask me to pick out like a memorable moment or like a funny moment, Ave Maria. Moment, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Much. Too mean, too mean, too mean. I'm sorry. Um, no, it just unfortunately it was just not my cup of tea. I've seen like the Dark Knight trilogy and like that I actually enjoyed, but this I, I just no shade to like the cast and crew. I just was not a fan of it. And to your point, I just think yeah, there's one too many iterations of the Batman, and it's like for what? Like if you're gonna you know reboot the character and put them in a shared universe, by all means, great. But I didn't get the sense that Robert Pattinson was ever gonna come back and play this Batman again. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he was, no, it was like well, we what know. is DC gonna we do? We don't know him? if he is. That's the problem. They've never they haven't made that clear. That's not yeah. like, and then you know, just plot wise too. Yeah, I guess to some extent, pacing was odd, and and also, I just didn't understand anything between like this version of like Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle. I just I, maybe I didn't understand the vision, which is totally possible because I feel like I've not understood a lot, but um, I just I couldn't really see it, and I thought like their dynamic. I don't think it was the actor's fault. I just the script kind of seemed a little bit of a letdown, mm. um, and like it, to me, it didn't seem particularly interesting. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I I am tempted to go back and try and rewatch this movie properly, Are just you? to see if it was like a one-time thing, kind of. For real? Because I feel like yeah, I feel like I was zoning out through most of the movie, and I just missed a lot of stuff. And like, I mean, even, like you know, they would drop possible, but lose, oh. and I would just be like, I have no idea what's going on. I don't really care to know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I will say, like, I think I can see the appeal 
of Robert Pattinson's Batman no, over you know, some job. of the other iterations. He did a good yeah, job. I mean, I think he did, I mean. he did a good job too. But um, it's like a movie. I don't really, again, I just don't remember much, if anything. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was, it was not my cup of tea. I definitely understand why you'd say that because I feel the same way. I feel like while this is definitely better than Batman v Superman in a way, it took a long time to make its point. Honestly, I feel like I would have preferred Batman v Superman over this. For real? Mm, Kind of, yeah, which is weird because I haven't. Batman v Superman was not my cup of tea either, but mm-hmm. at least that movie I sat down and I watched from beginning to end without you fair, know fair. zoning out and like I was able to you know follow whatever plot there was and mm-hmm. all of that. This version, unfortunately, for some reason, it's probably just me or maybe I was like particularly distracted that day. I don't know. I just could not get through it properly and like retain mm-hmm. anything. Like if you ask me to like tell you a line from the movie, I couldn't tell you a single line from the movie. <laughs> Like, not even some random quote that, like, one of the characters said. Um, So, yeah. It's okay. I I hear you. It's not... I mean, it's not... It's not one of their best efforts uh, to... to tell you what Batman's been up to. Although I do appreciate that they didn't get into Batman's origin story in this. Yeah. yeah, I think it would have definitely been too much. Like, I think the same reason, yeah. like, the MCU didn't, like, when they rebooted the character of Peter Parker, I think they didn't go into, like, no, the origin story because yeah. it's been done. Like, you know he gets bitten by a spider, and there's only so many ways you can present that before it starts getting, like... Old. Um, yeah, yeah, old. Um, but... I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, again, I appreciate that they tried something different. It just was not my cup of tea, but um, I mean, obviously, you know, we're just two random people just <laughs> sharing our thoughts, and so what we say is not how everybody should feel about these movies. It's just, we are not the us. standard, guys. We're just talking yeah. about how we feel at this yeah. instance. Yeah, I think we're kind of, like, hoping that there's more stuff in, like, the DCEU that we're yes. into, but I think at yes. present, like, um, I've I've heard I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard Shazam is really good, um, and I know I need to to catch up on that. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, like so far, the only movie that's been like a hit, as I guess some people Wonder say, Woman, I think, um, yeah. yeah, Wonder Woman. That's definitely my favorite. And I think like even if the other movies are good, I'm sure like there's other DC movies I haven't seen that are out that when I watch I'll enjoy. But Wonder Woman is gonna be it for me. <laughs> No, Shazam DC movie right now. I completely understand why you would say that because I think it is definitely one of the best superhero origin story movies that DC had to tell. It's amazingly done, and hats off to Patty Jenkins uh, for pulling that off. It's amazing that that um, movie that 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 iteration of Wonder Woman has been absolutely amazing. Uh, and yes, I am kind of looking forward to what Black Adam does, but Shazam was really good. I will I will say this. Shazam was really fun. It was fun. You know, like, that movie, when you watch it, it captures Billy uh, Batson's essence really well, and it gives you a good laugh. So it's really cool. Uh, so if you get the chance to watch it, I think you should. It's really cool. 
Um, and Aquaman's been fun too. So again, it's not like DC doesn't have good IPs. They really do. It's just that they haven't been able to tap into it just yet uh, effectively. And I hope that they do in the future. And I really hope that at some point they get to a point where they're like, yeah, you know what? We're going to do this with these movies. And I, uh, I'm, we're hoping to make it as successful. I think the worst thing they're doing right now is trying to compete with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I think they should stop doing. Um, because it's not helping them, keeping that in mind. I really think they should just stop trying to replicate that and just go at their own pace and just you know dish out these movies and content that would make their universe connected and coherent and wanting and putting it putting it out in a way that would make people want to see the next iteration of these characters and to see what these characters are going to be up to next so yeah, I guess that's all we can say at this point. I know this podcast has been slightly different, guys. We've been ranting about what WB has been doing wrong with this, uh, with this slate of movies. Uh, we hope you've still stuck around to listen to us about this. If you have your opinions on this, please let us know so that we can discuss this together. Um, and we're really still not sure what we're gonna do next week. What do you think, Cass? Any ideas as to what we have planned for next week on our podcast? Yeah, we actually do have a topic for next week. We're going back to Pixar. So mm -hmm. next week we will be talking about, um, I think you, it's safe to say this movie is iconic. I consider it iconic. Anymore. It is iconic. But next week's episode will be all about Pixar's Inside Out, which um, I know the two of us really enjoyed. And I think it's a phenomenal movie. And It is. Um, it's, I mean, insanely well done. So I'm yes. looking forward to it, but I'm also yes. biased. I feel like we mostly talk about things we look forward to. No, that's absolutely so, right. I think this podcast episode was the exception. I swear. Yeah, one of the few. Yeah. yeah. I think it was just, you know, again, I we said it before, it was kind of, you know, this whole thing started because we were a little bit frustrated yes. with the way Batgirl Warner was Brothers canceled. Has been handling things, I agree. For that sure. too, yeah. So um, we got a little bit ranty this episode and we did something yeah. that we don't normally do which is just mm -hmm. post a very ranty um probably yeah. incoherent mess of thoughts but <laughs> hopefully if anybody stuck around listen to it hopefully some of that made some amount of sense yeah and we um, really appreciate you guys so yes always yeah so thank you guys for sticking with us next week we'll be back with inside out which is again as Cass said one of pixar's most iconic movies we are so looking forward to it thank you for joining us this week and we hope to see you next week thank you again bye guys thank you
always, our lovely theme song is Water Lily by the 126ers. The Nerdy Podcasts podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and you can follow us online at nerdy-podcasts.tumblr.com or at nerdypodcasts.wordpress.com.